Welcome everyone to the Critical Strike Podcast, episode 12, MSI is back. Very, very exciting stuff in uh, the past couple of uh, years that so much has been taken away from us. I mean, we literally haven't seen uh, Vietnam at a competitive international event since MSI, or since World's 2019. Crazy. Uh, And and with consolidation of some regions, MSI is back in Reykjavik in Iceland. Uh, Reykjavik. Yeah, hopefully, right? Um, (laughs) Oh, no. Unless, uh, I think think, uh, Ramus or Malphite wanted to uh, get in on the action and screw things up. If, if, if by some act of the universe, uh, uh, like, these earthquakes or whatever's happening, if that's even real... If if something like that ever happens to cancel MSI, I swear to God, like things it are just. It would just be perfect. It's like it's the first thing that League fans have had to like properly look forward to in yeah. ages. It's like, oh my God, guys, MSI might finally be back again. And it's like, haha, nope. You nope. thought coronavirus was the least of your worries. Here, here's an earthquake. Here's a hundred earthquakes. It's like. Here's a hundred well, earthquakes and a very, very dangerous volcano. Just yeah. Take it. Do what you will. Oh, my God. I saw uh, I saw a comment on Twitter where it was like, um, now the stakes are higher because uh, the winner of MSI is the one that gets the plane off <laughs> off Iceland. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Everyone else is just stuck. <laughs> and I can't remember who said it where it was like, oh, NA's safe because they get off first <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. But on the real, uh, new yeah. new uh, new year, new new format for MSI. Uh, so in 2020, I mean, I, I guess the format would have been the same as 2019 with a, with a play-in stage. But again, we couldn't have. Uh, it, it didn't end up mattering, unfortunately. Uh, but in 2021, uh, new format, no play-in. The play-ins are done. Instead, all 12 yep. regions. Uh, yes, that's right. 12. You may be wondering. Well, I thought I, I thought it wasn't 12. I thought it wasn't 12 either. Audience uh, until. I remembered, oh, right, this is the PCS, right before it was Southeast Asia and the LMS in 2019. But in 2020, even though the PCS was a thing and it merged those two regions, uh, it has not showed up at an MSI uh, yet. So this coming year, that'll be a thing. And Oceania will still have a representative, the LCO, uh, which I didn't know until five minutes ago. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, The League of Legends Circuit Oceania Split 1. It's it's the new OS, uh, which feels kind of weird and it doesn't like i mean i don't I, like I, we knew that competitively legends was still gonna be a thing in oceania but mm-hmm. um i don't know it just felt like okay well then why fold like oh like you know the opl like I, i'm sure there were good financial reasons or whatever but it, it's just a little weird i don't know um but looking at the new format all 12 regions uh, will be broken down into three groups of four so instead of playing it's just going to be just a straight big group stage so three groups of four um and yeah, they are pool one, pool two, pool three, pool four. So pool one is not NA. Uh, three teams <laughs> get pool one spots. LPL, LEC, LCK. Which, to be fair, if we're remembering last or last MSI wasn't actually that different. Uh, mm-hmm. It was you know the main event was China, Europe, Korea, right? It was IG, G two, SKT, and then in in uh, yeah. play in round two was Team Liquid and the Flash Wolves, and then everybody else. So it's not like things have changed that much. But the pool two seeds uh, will be. The LCS champs, the PCS champs, and then the Vietnamese champs, and then Pool 3, Russia, LATAM, and Turkey, and then Pool 4, Brazil, Japan, and Oceania. Um, so after those, the first group stage, the top two make it out of each group, so you've got six teams left, and then those six teams go into one big group 
Uh, for stage two, which is just another group stage, another best of one ra- double round robin, which is what the first group stage was. They're calling the second group stage the Rumble. The Rumble. Um, which which is I fun. think is fantastic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very fun. If, if, if not, maybe slightly confusing until you just read and stare at it for a bit and you're like, it's just another group stage. It's okay. It's literally, yeah. And I personally your- think if they're going to call it the Rumble, they should commit to it. And they should, to like any tiebreakers that appear in that group, they should make them, you know, the in Wipeout? <laughs> Where they have like the massive foam like battering rams, and you're both standing on like um, like a platform, and you have to smack each other off with the foam things. I think if they're going to commit to the bit, each team should get a representative to go up and do that, and that's how they decide tiebreakers. That that's how they do it, not on the riff. No, 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 no. no. If you're going to call it a rumble, you have to stick to the idea of a rumble. I see. I see. If, If nothing else, just for like side selection or something. Yeah, side selection, just like something very small but significant. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you double round round. It's like, hey, you lost, but you can kind of like double or nothing this and choose side selection if you whack this dude off the uh, off the ring. There, you get uh, Dash back there in his uh, in, the, in that like sparkly suit he was wearing. Oh pre-pandemic. hell yeah! Mm, right? The wrestling commentator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just get him like an actual drop down mic. Mm, that'd be fly. I'll now I want to see that. I didn't know. I, I didn't think I wanted to see that until now. <laughs> No, I, no, I want to see it. <laughs> so, here's to uh, speaking things into existence. Um, yes. We're manifesting spe- here on the podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of speaking things into existence, uh, we're, we're going to go through um, the most of the regions anyway and talk about who we think is going to get to MSI 2021. There are a couple uh, easier picks, a couple not quite as easy picks. Um, so let, let's let's start with maybe what might be the easiest re- region to predict, unless, haha, uh, in the LEC. G2, <laughs> looking like the odds-on favorites. Um, uh, although, although, although Meg has... Uh, Me- Meg has something to say about that, I think. Our rogue apologists. Uh, wow. It's not apologies. Wow. They're just better than everyone. Like, I don't know what to tell you. They're better the than fact... everyone. Except? They're better than everyone. Give me a five-game series. That's all That's all I want. If G2 can beat Rogue in a five-game series, I will be like, okay, fine. I accept it. I will... Bend the knee at the Shrine of G2. I mean, they are the best team in Europe. I will readily accept <laughs> yeah. that. But give me the five-game series before I will bend that knee. So are, are you... Are, are Were you... Not not were you, because I know you were. But now is it just like... I, I'm no longer a Fnatic fan because Reckless, the, the franchise cornerstone, has left. So it's just all about just not G2. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't think so. For, for, I for do... you, just, just Meg K. Just you yeah. Um, no, I don't think it is. I used to really dislike G2 because so much of the narrative around, like, this was before before I worked in journalism, this was like 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. I used to be like, yeah, G2 versus Fnatic, and Fnatic are better, and G2 are bad. And then I actually used my brain, and I was like, that's really stupid. Like, both of these teams just want to win. G2, unfortunately, play better than Fnatic a lot of the time. But I don't know, I just, I like Rogue's roster a lot. Weirdly enough, I did a thread on um, Twitter uh, last week. It was a really stupid thing. It was like LEC players as Haikyuu characters. And while I was doing it, I realized that Rogue actually has some really cool players. Like their players are really interesting people. And I think that's probably why I like them so much. I also much prefer their style because watching G2 gives me heartburn. Like their gameplay (laughs) just really stresses me out. But no, I think... I'm I'm kind of joking. I don't think Rogue are like streets ahead. Obviously, better G better than G two, and G two beating them was just a fluke. But give me a five game series before I can say for certain that G two are like categorically better. 
Yeah, I, I totally... And the thing is, it's not even half-joking. I think that Rogue and G2 are right up there next to each other. Um, and we saw that in their game, right? Even though, like, Rogue was down. Like, both teams know how to play really well from behind. Both teams know how to play really well when they're ahead. And they've shown... Like, we, everyone knows the prowess that they have in terms of team fighting and, and macro decision-making. I think that they're... Th those two are leagues ahead of everybody else in in, in the in, in Europe, and so um, <laughs> that's why when you said that, oh, this might be an easy one for the LEC, I'm like, well, it kind of, because there 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 are two there there are two choices that I don't think are wrong. Um, I do think G two ultimately in a five game series will win, uh, just because I think that they have uh, the type they've they've shown time and time again that even though they'll, you know, struggle, they're not even struggling, but, like, even when they had, like, really lackluster regular season performances by their standards, they come out into the playoffs and just pop the hell off. Um, and they have Reckless now, and that just makes them even better and gives them even more potential in a playoff setting. So I do give it a G2, but not by a lot. I'd say it goes to five games. Yeah. And it's interesting because you know it's like oh they've got reckless and that's and that's an upgrade and you know I think that I don't think that's like too much up for debate again it's not to slam perks as a player because that's just impossible and very just quite frankly silly to do but yeah. even we, us two were talking yesterday as we were playing and uh, kind of what to talk about and and Meg brought up I think it was Meg Tyler was you I apologize Meg brought up an interesting point was like if it, like because G two because for me part of what would make G two what would favor G two over Rogue for me in a five-game set was, yes, just raw talent, but it's kind of how G2 have won a lot of their stuff in the near Grand Slam in 2019 was just, they'll just bust out the wonkiest stuff in draft, but then Meg made a good point. It's like, look, Perks is a former mid laner. That's part of the reason you could throw just this wacky stuff in the bot lane, um, and, and you lose some of that flexibility with Reckless, right? You do get a little more cookie cutter. Now, Reckless is better at his job than Perks was, but Perks's job wasn't to be a bot laner. It was to be a part of this just like you said, just heartburn-inducing killing machine that was G2. He's like, he was much more part of a whole on G2 than I mm -hmm. think Reckless is. That kind of, that doesn't really convey what I want to say because that's not me saying that Reckless doesn't work with the team as well. No, and that's it's the thing just, where you're not saying like, oh, one's better or worse, it's just different. Yeah, like with Perks on the team, you basically had three blank slate lanes in draft where you could lock in a Yasuo and it's like, okay, is that going mid top bot? You can't do that anymore. Reckless is a much better, like, Ash or Zaya or Tristana than Perks was, but is he going to play Yasuo? Probably not. Like, uh, you, I mean, it depends yeah. what you value. But I think that this meta, like, I think the meta right now leans more towards the type of ADC that Reckless is, right? In past metas, you could play Mage's bot and really, really crazy picks bot lane. That's what, yeah, like, like you guys said, you guys been echoing it, is that flexibility was the biggest one of the biggest reasons why g2 was so feared during that time where everyone said this is the year that g2 is going to win worlds because the meta allowed for them to thrive with the players that they had but in this meta i think that it's even better for g2 because they like it's more so traditional adcs in the bottom lane which again perks is good at them but reckless is just is i think as yeah, reckless on traditional ADCs is just way better, and in this type of meta, I think that that's what is leaning towards right now. Uh, some wild stuff I, I heard, I heard uh, that happened in the LCK, or at least it was on the the LCK podcast. Um, Senna Heimerdinger 
Motley. Yes. Um, which yes. seems oh, like the most God. toxic thing. Inject it into <laughs> my veins. Give me that. Please, like, I don't want to see that in my games. Like, oh my god. Like, Jarvan Callista to me was like, oh, wait, like, I get it. Like, that seems, you know, but that seems like it has some degree of kind of risk-reward and stuff. And, you mm-hmm. know, Jarvan, he likes to poke with his E and, you know, but you can't use that to get away from ganks. Yeah. Gosh, Heimer, it's because it's Heimerdinger Fasting Senna. Um, and it That's seems, disgusting. And you just, oh my gosh, the rain. I don't want to see that in Solo Coup, please. I don't, because oh. like, I'm an ADC man. If I go into the, into a, <laughs> yeah. like a, like if I'm Kaisa and suddenly I see a Heimer. Heimerdinger Senna. Yeah, we're going next. Yeah, That's just brutal. dodge. I promise you it'll be worth whatever LP you lose. <laughs> like, oh, uh, that sounds brutal. Uh, all right, so then looking um, over towards the, the other region, let's go. Let's talk LCS. Um, Cloud9 have started to distance themselves from the field. Um, do we think it's Cloud9? Do, does, is that exciting? Because it kind of seems like, oh, we might get what we missed out on in 2020, which the more I think about it, the more I'm like, ah, just what could have been. Uh, I hate to honestly, be a fan, but I just want to see Perks play against G2. That's like, that's mm, what I mean, that'd be what I'm here for. Yeah, I bet you Riot and, and the LCS and the LEC are hoping for that so they can make multiple yep. videos on Those that. juicy storylines. <laughs> the, the juicy hype videos that we get, oh my god. Uh, no, I don't think the LCS is that, like, I don't think that, like, the LCS is such a fiesta. <laughs> like, everyone's losing to everyone still. Um... I know that Cloud9 looks like the best team right now. They are. They are the best team in terms of just consistency and firepower and just, like, they're the easy answer. But I do think that uh, with two more weeks left in the season, um, there's still a lot that can happen. Uh, with the way that every other team in the league has been performing, TSM, 100 Thieves, Team Liquid, like, I still think that we haven't seen those guys reach I don't know, their potential almost. Um, like, they haven't really approached it fully yet. Uh, Team Liquid especially. I think that once Team Liquid is able to figure themselves out, because they're still making a ton of mistakes. You know that Team Liquid almost has a 2,000 gold, like, average uh, gold difference at, at 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah. y'all thought CLG's uh, mid-game and, you know, the lack of ability to, like, just how do you throw games so hard? TL, and, like, to Tyler's point, their early game stats disgusting are actually just god tier like disgusting but, yeah but they don't know how to transition it and it's yeah. unfortunate because like you said you know hopefully TL, TL get it together in a five game set just because right now it's kind of looking like last spring where it's cloud nine and the boys um, yeah I mean like it's so weird to me um, seeing that like the amount of firepower especially because we got all high because it's like oh shoot they got alfari they got santorin they got tactical core jj this is a this, and jensen like this team is gonna be crazy but the amount of mistakes that they're making and they're some some of them are really careless almost um i don't know if that's because you know they're at they, they they're kind of i don't i don't think it's complacency it's just being caught like for example in that game against tsm tactical got caught out like twice or three times by like by himself by power of evil like that's just unnecessary hurdles that you're throwing in front of yourself and i think that that's been a big issue for team liquid is just careless mistakes um but once they're able to figure that out i think that they can take cloud nine to five games i think that they can beat them uh we've seen it before but like yeah no uh, uh, if they're not able to clean it up then cloud nine just runs away with it i think yeah i think tl definitely have a similar if not higher ceiling 
uh, than Cloud9, if nothing else, just because mm. a lot of that roster <clears throat> have played together for a little bit longer. I feel like none of their lanes should be as exploitable as, say, Fudge in the top lane. And that's not a knock on Fudge because he has improved leagues from where he was even at the beginning of lock-in. He has been playing a lot, a lot better. Um, but if you're looking for just a, a feed the fish, right, a let's find their weakest link and just ruin his day, um, that, that, that seems like where you want to exploit. And for TL, I don't see a lane that you could just straight up bully. Um, their, their floor seems to be lower um, as well. TSM, I think, also could at their ceiling uh, maybe reach that. Um, mm, you know, they, they that's really... ambitious, yeah. I think. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I think at their ceiling, it's Cloud9 TL, but yeah. TSM could. Uh, they, they, they surprised me last year. Um, and they seem to uh, have found a little bit more of an identity, right? We talked about mm-hmm. how Uni has seemed to find his identity in the top lane. Poe is—he's still Poe. Just yeah. give, give me all of the resources. Uh, give you know, give me all the resources. Wait till the 30, 35 minute mark. Um, yeah. The order it will be given, and then just in Azir just stabs everyone in the shoulders. That's yeah. How you win games. T- TSM is like, a, it's kind of like fanatic where you're scared to put your trust in them. Because um, they'll do really well. They'll go on a streak, and then you're like, oh my god, this is it. This is what they were supposed to look like, you know? Like, they're finally getting that identity that you were talking about. Like, playing through the bottom lane with with, with Lost and, and Sword Art and letting Huni survive on, you know, weak side picks and stuff, but then they lose to Dignitas. And then it's like, do I... Do I trust them or do i not i i don't know never it's trust so them. weird never never, never. until it. until they're lifting the trophy until above they their win heads. worlds yeah. <laughs> straight up you take straight that up. one key out of five games and lose i don't care you haven't won the game back you haven't won the trust back <laughs> Straight up though, right? They lo- they won the LCS and then went 06. All right, you know, I'm going to start venting. Let's let's put a uh, a cork in that real quick. Um move to the LPL and LCK. Uh these are, you know, regions that we don't keep up with super uh closely, but in the LCK from what I can tell, uh which is just kind of watching oh, highlights and yeah. keeping up with uh, some Korean outlets, Damwon still seem to be uh kind of head and shoulders above everyone else. Genji are still playing Literally there. everyone else. Um yeah, they're, they're very, like, I don't know, just boring style and still winning because their players are very good and their ceiling's extremely low. Um, ruler supremacy. As long yeah. as it's ruler and BDD <laughs> supremacy. They, like, uh. I just... I'm sad about T1. Like, I get that this isn't an LCK podcast, so I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I'm really sad about T1 because there have been so many games and series where they've looked so close to, like, just being back to as good as they used to be. And then something, like this one, this some intangible thing will go wrong. And then you'll look at the scoreboard again and you're like, oh, oh, they're hard losing. In like five yeah. minutes, they've just started randomly losing and I don't understand how. Maybe like, I don't know, Closer unplugged his keyboard or something. But like, <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I'm, I, I'm sad uh, about T1. I, I honestly, with T1, it's kind of... Well, this is probably for another episode or whatever, but I think that T1's going to, like, start to... Like, they've already started the transition to post-Faker. No, uh, don't, no, no. It sounds weird. I hate saying it, the, but... The words post-Faker feel bad in my mouth. Yeah, pre- and post-Faker, and I think that T1 is slowly inching towards the post-Faker era of the organization, and it's going to be... I expect it to be really, really tough, um, you know... 
you're trying to always live up to those expectations and those the bar that has been set by your own your own organization, right? Multiple worlds, finals, appearances, multiple championships, just domination straight out the gate. And then, so when you look at T1, it's six and six. It just feels off to see their logo so low in the standings. But at the same time, I do think that this is like, these are the years where it's like, oh, well, this is it. Like we are transitioning into an era where T1 might have to go into a little bit of a rebuilding session. We don't know yet, right? Like post Faker. So, but that's for another 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 day, I think in terms of It, it does feel like if you're a franchise that's going to go into a rebuild, there is no more brutal franchise to be in, no more brutal region to be in than T1 in the LCK. 100%. Yep. Because those fans are rabid. Oh Out my for god. Blood. They yeah. are they, they are intense. Um, and then over to the LPL. I mean, uh, this is the league I keep up with definitely the least. Uh, Rare Adam, formerly known as... Uh, yeah, JD... Uh, wait, oh, EDG, you said. I said yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they're still rolling. Um, what what uh, year are we in? EDG, RNG, the yeah, World like Elite? The standings scroll back, what, like four years? Yeah, this, yeah what's this going is 2015. On? World Elite, RNG, and EDG in fourth, <laughs> second, and first. And that makes Let's me go. happy. Let's go. Let's um, go. And Fun Plus oh, Phoenix man. and the Boy Nuggery are um, are just rolling over kids. Uh, mm. Fun Plus Phoenix are on their like, third jungler because Tien right, took a step uh, back and they had Bo, this rookie, in, and now Beichuan uh, yeah. is in. <clears throat> um, but FPX, they, they 2 0 JDG uh, recently, which would have been last year's MSI representatives. Uh, but they also, but FPX also got 2-0'd by World Elite and 2-0'd by RNG in their most recent matches. So uh, yeah. there seems to be a lot of parity at the top. Um, once the playoffs do roll around, I like to think that I will stay up and watch it because it just seems like incredibly fun League of Legends to watch. But, uh, the LPL is always fun to watch. LPL playoffs and, are a slog. I will yeah. <laughs> I will say that because it's on... Um, normally LPL is on in the morning for me. I feel so bad for the LPL casters who have to be awake at like 3 because they're all most of them are from the UK. So they yeah. all have to be awake at like 3 a.m. to get ready for the games. Bless yeah. you people, because I could absolutely not do that. But yeah, like, it's the, on um, over breakfast for me. What'd you say? Who's the Irish LPL caster? Uh, Penguin. Oh, there's Penguin and Dagda. Dagda, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Uh, yeah, he he apparently, he still, he, um, he lives with his parents right now. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's like, you have to get up at like 3 a.m. because call time is three hours before the broadcast. Dude, that's so brutal. And so my you, mom would you... beat my ass if I was going around the house at 3 a.m. I'm not going <laughs> away. You're screaming because no, no, EG and RNG are like getting in a friggin' no, exactly. Brawl. It's like it's like um yeah he's, he's like he's like yeah my parents are like on the other side of that wall and they're doing it. He's like right, can we do a sound check? You just like yell for a bit and it's like ah. I guess <laughs> I can but like I really don't want to. Dude, imagine having to have the like the like the energy at 3 a.m. to cast LPL games Throw like if it was LCS for you too I guess straight up it was but like that's the thing it's like if it was an LCS game then maybe because some of those games are real sleepers anyway <laughs> but like LPL games are usually like pow 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 it's like like holy <laughs> also, I'm not ready for this yet for a second maybe. yeah holy also speaking of slowing down for a second uh Nuggery is eligible for rookie of the year in the LPL oh wait what yeah. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Is that a wait? Why? I mean, I, or he he's eligible. Or, okay, let me see. Hold on. Rookie that doesn't sound right. He won no, worlds. Hold, 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 in a different region. It's it's the Ichiro principle, dude. It's the Ichiro rule. 
Is that how it works? He's no, been okay. Okay, I'll put it this way. It he, he won. He won best rookie in week five. He run. He won a rookie of the week award. That so seems, I think wait, hmm. that doesn't seem fair at all. If he's winning those, then it, These it are seems like he would little, get like eighteen year old Chinese players who are like I'm gonna come into the LPL <laughs> and Nuggery just like Spartan kicks them Nuggery. off the thing and he's like No, it is my turn. Comes and in like Nuggery a titan, just grabs you by like the just... ears and headbutts you into the Sparta pit. Exactly. He smacks you over the head with the Summoners Cup. But wait, isn't that like kind of like a? Because in 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 the LCS and LEC, if you played a if you played a split or something in a, a different region, then you can't be considered a rookie, right? Yeah, like Zanzara played in the CIS, so he's not yeah. Um, yeah. eligible for rookie of the split this year. That's huh. weird as hell. I don't know if the That's rules really are different weird. in the LPL, but and, yeah. And, and I mean, again, right? He might not be eligible for rookie of the split, but he is eligible for rookie of the week awards because he won it in week five. Uh, that's that something just I, I feels just unfair. <laughs> that's like LeBron. It's like LeBron winning rookie. Like he, he joins like a high school league and then he gets yeah. rookie of the year, yeah. averaging ninety. That is your first like, year here, sir. But we appreciate yeah. the amount of money you've brought into this league just oh by being here. But yeah, he's just like, yo, I want, I want rookie of the uh, rookie of the week. It's like, you're six eight two eighty five, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want rookie. Some of these rookie. children don't have yeah. all their teeth yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sir you knocked over one of the toddler's teeth oh, i was coming out anyway it's about time for me to lose it um anywho league of legends um yes uh as far as the rest of the regions you know minor regions i mean i, I can only anybody have any minor region insights uh that they want to give i've got some i've got some cb lol takes if anyone wants them <laughs> um you, you want to give it yeah go ahead hit us okay. hit us with the cb lol uh, so CB Lol, uh, we, we had a, we had a COVID postponement a little while ago, which was fun. We had to play mm. some games on a, on a Thursday. Um, nice. but yeah, the, the, the old guard organizations, Pain Gaming, INTZ and Kaboom, uh, they're, they're scrounging for playoff spots right now. It's top six made Ooh. playoffs and they are in uh, fifth, sixth and seventh. Uh, every it's, it, it and it's, it, it's actually kind of cool because it seems like every org that has a Korean import is actually kind of middling about, um, and it is just. Brazilian talent that is rising up to the top. Flamengo Esports, who I believe were the world representatives in 2019. Uh, they are 13-1. and one. They seem like the unkillable Demon Kings, but um, some new orgs named Vorax and Loud, L-O-U-D, just Vorax. Caps. That's funky. Um, Vorax. Vorax is fun. It seems like a, like a Zelda final boss or something. Um, maybe I just think that because their logo is purple and I associate that with Breath of the Wild, which, Meg, congratulations on starting finally. Welcome to the family. It's so good. It's very, very good. Um, but no, I think Flamengo are, are the team to beat, absolutely. But I think uh, some of these teams might have higher ceilings. Flamengo are starting to show some cracks. But again, it's kind of like Cloud9 when they lost that one game in the spring um, to whoever it was, like 100 Thieves, randomly. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. But with two more weeks, it should be fun. I think Flamengo, uh, look, they're just pound for pound. Uh, the best team, but Kaboom, they recently got two Korean imports uh, in, and so their season has been starting to turn around a little bit, but the coordination you can see is just not quite there uh, because of massive language barriers, because it's either everyone speaks Portuguese, everyone speaks Korean, or everyone speaks English. And, uh, well, it's, it's just it's just tougher. <laughs> yeah. um, but, anywho, uh, did we want to, uh, we were kind of looking to maybe take a little bit of a, a, a trip into uh, the, the time machine here. Do you think we got Time for a time machine trip in MSI 2020 and our favorite game show segment, uh, Meg? Or uh, what, what, what do we think? I'll um, give you... We'll get three. We'll go for three questions. I have my, my list prepped in front of me. But we'll go for... I think we round out MSI. 
And then, then it's time for the quiz. It's time for you guys to see if you can redeem yourself from your quite oh frankly God. horrific performance <laughs> in the first horrific. round of this quiz. Okay, one, go. ow, two, not wrong, not unfair. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, in, in 2020, these were the representatives, and, I, and we were all, I mean, as, as North American fans, we were really excited because it Don't seemed make like me sad. Cloud9 seemed like they had cracked the meta. Um, and just in this, like, you know... The gap is closing. Exactly, yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> and then MSI was closing. Um, so the, the representatives were from the LPL, JD Gaming. Uh, they 3-2 Top Esports in the final. G2 after they 3-0'd Fnatic. T1 after they 3-0'd Gen G. Cloud9 after they 3-0'd FlyQuest. Uh, then from the PCS in Vietnam, Talon Esports and Team Flash, respectively. Both took uh, Machi and Gigabyte Marines, respectively, to five games. And then uh, the minor region squads. But let's just assume here, when maybe it's an unfair assumption, but let's assume that we had a semifinals that looked like JDG, G2, T1, and Cloud9 in some order. Oh uh, my god. That would have been so good. Which would have been absolutely uh. incredible. Um, I don't think Cloud9 would get out of that and get to the finals mm. despite the oh, year that they were faith. on. Uh, mm. But I think they would take whoever they got to five games. Mm. I, 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 don't, I don't think it would be just like a slaughter because I think... That as people were figuring out that, oh my gosh, wait, Farming Junglers, hello? Because that's how JDG made kind of their success, and that's part of the reason they started to fall off later and weren't this just unkillable force. It was like, wait a minute, Kanabi's kind of a massive part of how they play. And that's right. what people started to figure out about Cloud9, about Blabber. Blabber. Right, um, right, and right. now Perks has offered them a little more flexibility, because like I look back at that 100 Thieves game uh, this week, and I mm-hmm. think like three mid lane bands were thrown at perks and zero jungle bands at blabber and they're like all right bet i'm gonna get olaf and go yeah that's a question that's a question mark ping by the way if you don't ban olaf away from blabber it doesn't make sense yeah exactly so i think eventually they would have gotten figured out but i think at that point when the meta was kind of at this uh inflection point i i don't think it's a stretch to say cloud nine would have taken um the three best teams in the world are you know two three of the best teams in the world uh two four or five games so it would have been skt right it was yeah, yeah JDG, G2, C9, T1, yeah, yeah. All I am saying is that poor Niski would have absolutely gotten his <laughs> teeth kicked in by either of T1's mid laners. He is a very good player, do not get me wrong. Yeah. But he is not he plays for his jungler and that's the thing. Those yeah. players would have made his life miserable in the mid lane. Yeah. Maybe Blabber could have overcome it by just being like, okay, we're playing like a new version of funneling where you just leave lane and play Janna and you just follow me around on Olaf. But like, goddamn, that would have been a rough lane. That's true. I think that Cloud9 wasn't just defined by their jungler. They were defined by how Niski and Blabber played together and just played across the map. Um, the pressure that he would have gotten from all three of the mid laners that he was going to play against, she Like that, that would have been... I was going to ask you guys, out of the three teams, T1, JDG, G2, which team do you think Cloud9 could beat, realistically, in that form? I mean, JDG flipped the coin sometimes, but, like, for them to lose to Cloud9, they would have had to flip the coin and it, like, dropped into a garbage disposal. Like, <laughs> and that's not me saying that Cloud9 is bad. Don't get me wrong. For once, I'm not just being an NA hater. Like, I just... Right, 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 sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like... There was a lot of hype around Cloud9, and I think that might have partially been because we did not get to see them play against anyone that wasn't NA. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a rough semis for them. But then again, I thought like that IG versus Team Liquid was going to be a rough yeah. semis for Liquid, and look how that turned out. There you out. go. 
Yeah. I was gonna bring that up because mm-hmm. like a lot of it was kind. It's kind of similar, right? Like how everyone's like, "Oh my God, this is a three zero. This is over." And then TL won. And so I I think if there was a team that Cloud Nine could beat, it was JDG. Uh, obviously, yeah, the coin flip needed to fl- land in their favor, but hey. I think that to Hank, like, especially for what Hank said, like, especially with the meta, uh, I think that those teams were all pretty well matched. Cloud9, like, it's like 1A, B, C, D, but I think Cloud9 is the D in that kind of, like, yes. lowest of the denominators, but still really good in that meta and whatever. And it's just too bad that we didn't get to fucking see them. Yeah, and but, and like, like this year's iteration, their bot lane is the model of consistency. Like, I, I don't see, you know, Zven and uh, Vulcan just getting straight up abused by any of the lanes that would come come up against them. Um, but no, I, I actually think, and maybe this is just me using hindsight, given how T1 went from 3-0 in Gen G to, like, going out with a whimper in summer of 2020, but I actually think T1, mm-hmm. maybe, mm. maybe the, the team that they could have beaten. Um, I, I actually mm-hmm. think G2 they would have had the hardest time with, because I think G2 would have... Oh, 100%. Just, I think they would have absolutely dominated them. I think, I, I, I wouldn't, I think they could have won MSI for sure against JDG or T1, whoever comes out of this side, fine. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think if it was G2, Cloud9, and the semis, I think that goes four games, maybe. I don't know. I just think, maybe there's a mental aspect too. Maybe I'm just uh, scarred from MSI 2019, but um, either way. Uh, if we don't have any more takes on that end, uh, let's get to the quizzing. Okie doke. Right, let me open my very large Word document that has all of my secrets in it. Uh, all right. of the secrets? All of my secrets, yes. We are going for LEC this week. Just LEC, because NA's boring, and I like LEC more. Okay, uh, understandable. Okay, sure. Right. Question one. Get yourselves ready, boys and girls. Play along at home if you wish. We can't We feel good about yourself if you get the answers right. Yes. Which of these champions currently has a higher win rate in the LEC? Is it Yumi or is it Kane? Yumi or Kane? Yumi or Kane? Same same rules. Um, We can answer the same answer. Yep. I mean, yeah, there's only two, right? Um... Yo, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'm gonna go with Yumi. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say Yumi too, just because. I feel like it's a it's it's an easy win with Yumi, especially since you can play alongside good junglers and champs that work well with her kit. Uh, and if you get the late game, you don't kill anyone. So I'll say Yumi too. Well, you two look like fools, because Yumi hasn't been picked yet in the LEC. Dang it! Kane has played one game and has a 100% win rate. I don't, I don't, I don't like playing this game anymore. This is, uh, this is what I'm talking about, <laughs> Hank. <laughs> this game's, this game's stupid. I, <laughs> I hate this game. I won't play anymore. I won't play more. Someone take my spot. <laughs> Alright, Alright, question two. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> question two. Trying to work. I'm trying to think of something that will be not too challenging for you guys because you've proven that oh, come this on. game. No, 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 no. Hey, 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 hey. We can, we can don't, dump don't, our way into an answer. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't don't give give us, okay. give us the hard hitters. We can take it. We can take it. There are two mid laners currently tied in first place for most amount of times picked in the LEC. Which two mid laners are they? 
Uh, you have to get both, right? To get the full points? You can get half for one, but to get the full point, you need both. Budge. Uh, um, that was a really beautiful harmony, guys. Thank you. You try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, here, here's my half point answer here. Syndra. I'll, I'll take the other side of that coin. Uh, Oriana and... You said picked, not banned. Picked. Yes, just picks. I'm going to go Oriana TF. Oh, so close. Tyler, you get no points. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Hank, you get nice, one. Nice. It is Oriana and Azir. Woohoo! Oh, Azir. Oh, my God. All I right. 21 picks. Azir. Man, I love right, Azir. right, right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> right. And oh, final man. question. We're going to stick on the. Mid lane. Yeah, we're going to stick on the mid lane track. And this is kind of a difficult question. Heck yeah. Okay. But so there have been one, two, three, four. There have been five mid laners that have only been picked once so far in the LEC. And they are Akali, Galio, Yone, Irelia, and Jace. Which is the only one of those five picks to have a win so far? Say that again. So Akali, Galio, Yone, Irelia, and Jace. All of those champions have only been picked once in the mid lane. Which one of them has a win? The rest of them have all lost. I have I have a 50-50 already. Uh, I don't know if I... Which one? Uh, like like his ultimate, I'm going to slam down Galio. Final answer. I'm going to say Akali. It was either Akali or Galio for me. It's Akali. Congratulations. Let's go on. The whole point. Let's go. Wait, so did I just lose one and a half to one? I Wait, no, no, Tyler he... didn't get a half point, no. I, think I lost one to half a half a point. point. Yeah. I think you lost half to one. Jeez Louise. Well, okay, you guys are going to need to Hank. start revising for these, I think, because this is making Hank, us look, look bad. Hank, look, we're so good at this game. We're so good. Look. <laughs> the caffeine is just kicking in. Yeah. All right. Excuses, excuses. I mean, Our... it's real. It's the... easy for me to be smug because I am sat here to with say. all it's the information. It's <laughs> You have everything in front of you, and it's like 8 o'clock or something. <laughs> I barely, I haven't even eaten today. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> that does not sound like a winner's mentality. No, or, or, or a winner's diet, but here I am with nothing in my True. stomach other than coffee True. either. So, touche. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all uh, for being here. Thank you to Tyler. Thank you to Meg. Thank you for joining us yep, for this yep. little uh, NSI preview slash uh, game show redux episode. I had fun. Uh, I hope you guys did too. You, dear listener, and my co-host as well. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Cast, and Google Play. Tyler, let's go. <laughs> Three in a row, baby. I'm on fire, baby. Man. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much, everyone, who made this, made this possible. Thank you, everyone, to Dot for helping us do this. Uh, and catch us back here next week.